You're listening to the latest episode of the Saturday Scouting Report. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, here presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. We are your analysis team for Big Blue View, breaking down everything you need to know about the New York Giants, as well as draft prospects as we are doing on today's episode. We've done a ton of prospects so far as we're pushing through this college football and NFL season. If you missed any of those earlier episodes, make sure you go back and listen to them because there's tons of amazing content on prospects like Gregory Rousseau, Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons, you name it, we've hit on some big name players. Today we are going to be discussing Jalen Waddell, the Alabama wide receiver 5 foot 10 182 the reason why waddle is on our radar right now is that his season is currently done he's not going to be playing for the remainder of 2020 because of an ankle injury he suffered this previous week in his last game so with him being out gives us a perfect opportunity to watch his tape analyze him as a prospect because the giants definitely do need some additional receivers now, Chris, I want to just bring up this ankle injury before we go into discussing with our listeners who he is as a prospect. So he fractured his ankle. He is expected to be in a boot for six to eight weeks, and then he's going to start his physical therapy and have plenty of time to get prepared for the NFL Combine. Now, some people might be thinking there might be an impact here uh, on on being a, a, a draftable, highly draftable prospect. Some think that might bump him out of the first round. But I frankly don't think that that's something that's going to hurt him, considering all the amount of time that he has to get healthy. Yeah, he does have plenty of time to get healthy, uh, plenty of time to get back get back on his feet, uh, work out for scouts, show off the speed he has on the field. And he already has put down some tape this year, uh, played in five games, 25 receptions, Four touchdowns, 22 and a third yards per catch, which is a pretty impressive number. So scouts do have some tape to watch of him. And if he can get back on the field in time for the combine, however that goes down this year, he, should be, he shouldn't really have any impact to his draft stock. No, I'm not worried about him losing any momentum as a draftable player. The way that the Giants would really be in a position for Waddle, because considering right now they're projected to have a top five pick, Chase, Jamar Chase made sense in that top five range. Jalen Waddle is just going to be a little bit outside that. He's listed in that seven to 20 range right now, depending on if anybody has a crazy remainder of the year and maybe pushes their way slightly above him. But in that range, maybe if the Giants hypothetically traded back and were able to pick up somebody else's draft pick, Jalen Waddle would be a perfect selection for this Giants team if they ended up finding themselves in that later range moving back in the draft. So we're going to break down talking about what this guy is and what you need to know. And Chris, I have to say, Jalen Waddle was a little frustrating to evaluate, and he was also one of the oddest prospects to evaluate because of who he was playing behind. He was behind Jerry Judy, he was behind Henry Ruggs, and then also his current teammate, Devonta Smith. He didn't really get on the field a whole lot, but when he did and when he got the touches, wow, he made some big plays. Yeah, he he really was a frustrating player. Uh, most of the time when he was on the field, he was either as a decoy running jet motion or 
working as a blocker for his teammates, which is a little weird when you realize he's 5'10", a little over 180 pounds. But I will say, as a blocker, he was pretty impressive. He plays a lot bigger than he listed. Pretty good form as a blocker, very willing. And he did open up some holes for his teammates. But as you said, when he got when he got the ball in his hands, he was a big play waiting to happen. Really great burst as soon as he caught the ball. Good vision, really fluid lower body. Once he got the ball, he looked like a running back in space. I, I love that phrasing that you used right there, that he runs like a running back. His athleticism is electric to observe. He has super quick feet. He can transition on a dime. He's not easy to really track down because of that shiftiness he brings to the table. And he also has a a lot of really good long speed as an athlete. This is a guy that is going to run in that 4-3 range. But Chris, what you just pointed out is what I think makes him so exciting as a prospect. He looks like after he catches a pass, he looks like a running back that is trying to find the hole. Or I think an even better way to describe it is he treats the, the receiver position as if he's a kick returner. Like he's looking for the alley where someone set up a block for him and how he's going to slide right through it and pick up that that extra yardage and possibly take it to the house for a touchdown. So uh, it's it's very clear that he knows how to find that extra yardage. And this is a player that has value, particularly because of that yard after catch value. Yeah, any player who can be a home run threat, either as a field stretcher or as a run-after-catch guy, they are going to have value. You, know, you win in the NFL by scoring points, and Jalen Waddell is a player who can score points. You know, He rarely got the ball. It, it was kind of, again, frustrating where he would be open, and whoever the Alabama quarterback was would be looking elsewhere, almost like he was a decoy or just not in the progression, but he would be open. He does have that ability to stretch defenses deep. He does have that ability to be like a kick kick returner. In fact, that's his other job for Alabama uh, against Auburn back in 2019. His first, he had three touchdowns that game. His first one was on a kick return. Second one was on a long catch and run. And then the third one was on a long contested catch in the end zone. So he can get it done a variety of ways. And we should also acknowledge his route running is 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 very good. We we didn't get to see how much he really progressed this year because he only played a few games. But I point to the play that he made against Georgia against a possible day one or day two defensive back uh, in Georgia's defense. He made a guy trip. I believe it was Eric Stokes or it was Tyson Campbell if it wasn't Stokes. But the guy covering him was not fast enough or quick enough to really keep up with him to the point where he fell flat on his face, leaving the remainder of the field wide open for Jalen Waddle. So we started to see him take that true step forward into becoming a huge play threat. Sadly, we don't get to see him do that for the remainder of the year, but the little bit of a sample size that we've had so far in 2020, I think really solidified his draft stock. Yeah, he does some things I love to see in a route runner. He is really good at varying his tempo because he doesn't have to go all out all the time. He's got that 
big reserve of speed and explosiveness. So he can mash the gas and go at any time. And he uses that to his advantage. He also is really good at setting up defenders with really subtle moves in his lower body. In some ways, he kind of reminds me of Ted Ginn Jr. based on his size and speed. But also in other ways, he reminds me of Christian McCaffrey in just the way his lower body looks when he's running with the ball in his hand. And for me, that is high praise. We're going to discuss how he could potentially fit in the pros and also with the Giants. Before we do so, though, folks, we're just going to take a really short break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we've already brought up how Jalen Waddell has some serious value as a kick returner. He's been a primary kick returner with Alabama, and he's produced some pretty big special teams plays as that type of a kick returner. So that's one of the things that comes into play with his value, Chris. And the other thing... Two, the way that you have to talk about his usage, I don't think that Jalen Waddell is going to be a 15 to 10 reception guy a game. I, I just don't think that he has that in him. And just based on his usage at Alabama, I think that this is a guy that is going to have five receptions and can go for 100 yards be, with those five receptions because he has a 40-yard reception or a 60-yard reception or a handful of 20-yard receptions just off of those five touches. You could probably get a 100-yard day out of him with only three receptions because of that big play threat that he provides. I think that that main value you get with drafting him is similar to that of, of why the Raiders drafted Henry Ruggs. You're getting a supreme athlete that is going to come in. You can use him as a gadget player, and you're going to burn the hell out of defenses, almost a little bit like Tyreek Hill and how he may not get 12 receptions a game more so early on in his career, but he can burn a defense so easily if he has the space to do so. Yeah, I think Tyreek Hill might be a really good comparison for Waddle because both players just look like they're playing either a different game or playing the game at a different speed than the defense. I saw plays where Waddle had the ball in his hand and there was a defender with a good angle and Waddle just broke the angle and the defender could not catch him. It almost looked like there was a force field around him or something. The defender just could not close that last gap. We've said it before, players like that have value. They're not the kind of guy you want to build your offense around. They're, it's going to be too high variance for that. But if you can get him in the right scheme, a scheme that likes to use the slot position as a big play threat or set him up with a good screen game or uses passing concepts that generate run-after-catch opportunities – then he is going to be a regular producer of big plays, even if he isn't a high-volume player. So to wrap us up on today's episode, as we've always done so far, 
We are going to highlight a game that we are going to be watching out for this weekend, a game that you should be watching, and also some prospects that you should be paying attention to. That being Penn State versus Ohio State, two ranked teams, Penn State falling to Indiana this previous week. Still a very talented team. Ohio State is obviously the favor in this one. And Chris, if we're just naming some prospects that our listeners should be paying attention to, folks, you should be watching out for Justin Fields. You never know what could happen with the Daniel Jones situation. Besides that, though, Chris Olave, their wide receiver, star wide receiver, one of their best corners, Sean Wade. Uh, Josh Myers, their starting center, Baron Browning, their linebacker, and then for Penn State, Pat Fryermuth, starting tight end, Jason Owe, their edge, and also Shaka Tony, their edge as well. Yeah, and I think just even more than the game, which these are two good teams, it'll be interesting to see how Penn State comes out because they had just a gut punch of a loss last last week to Indiana. Uh, Overtime, Penn State scores a touchdown. Indiana scores a matching touchdown and then goes for the two-point conversion and wins it on that. And that's a team that where they were expected to get blown out by Penn State. Nobody expected Indiana to beat Penn State, and yet they did. It will be interesting to see how the Nittany Lions just respond to that because in this game, they're the underdog. Will they come out and fight against Penn State? Or, sorry, come out and fight against Ohio State? Or you know, will there be a hangover from that loss? So that's a big matchup, folks. Make sure you pay attention to that one, especially for all the huge prospects that are going to be playing in it. 7.30 ABC again is the kickoff for that game, being the primetime game on saturday night folks thank you for tuning in as always be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and also follow us on social media at big blue view you can follow me at joe de leon you can follow chris at raptor mkii also head to our website bigblueview.com and also our youtube channel big blue view for more amazing giants news and analysis 